Welcome, welcome to the anchor.com, the anchorfm.com, the home of the podcast where you can be heard all around the world from your bedroom, bathroom, living room, any room your heart so desires. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This evening's episode, the artist I'm going to talk about is a female artist that blew up in the 90s. Uh, R&B pop, dope contemporary, and she was signed to the most important R&B label in the 90s, the Face Records. You know, every other label that was happening at the time was more rap-oriented. The Face Records was big for R&B before they eventually signed Outkast, but they were huge in the early 90s, and the artist I'm talking about was one of the biggest artists on the label. First two records to like 15 million copies. She had a gang load of hits. She collaborated with label boss Babyface. And she was on a, on a whirlwind of incredible success. So many songs uh, just connected. And she was definitely uh, one of those artists that the vocals were the truth. And she just was really something else. And it was like you're sitting around thinking about, wow... That seems like not that long ago. If you were around then, you remember. Um, she did duets with Babyface. They had incredible musical chemistry. And though, you know, she was like kind of like cloned like on him. She really had the manner. She really had the, you know, she really had a distinctive quality about it. Just incredible talent. And uh remember having the hits and just so many songs to choose from because She's one of those artists that she definitely had a strong body work at the time, and especially with the hits go. So her name is Tony Braxton. And these are some of the songs I like. Um, he wasn't man enough, actually. It was like one of the first songs that she broke away from the face. And she did this with Rodney Jerkins, Dark Child. And it was a catchy cut. Had a real catchy groove to it. Um, and she was able to update her style and her sound. Uh, came out a little 20 years ago and it was it was catchy and that's the thing about her she uh, she understood that she understood uh, you know things that she could, where she could go musically and uh, this was a real catchy song a real catchy beat and you know again it showcased her for versatility you know because when this song came out this was a nearly a decade after her debut and so you know, and some people know her as part of the Braxton family, and she was the one that was picked to go solo. So she had, like I said before, but anyway, this song was like one of those cuts, though. The next cut that I uh, dug a whole lot was Breathe Again. And this song definitely was uh, was written by Elaine Babyface. Very strong Babyface uh, vibe with the vocals. And this song end up being sampled and looped and Tony Braxton and she would just say breathe again her voice was just so effortlessly you know just like one of those songs that you know just had a life of its own and it was like one of those songs where you're just kind of like you know feeling the energy of it so it was really nice um the next song that I dug a whole lot was um you mean the world to me again another one with the powerful Babyface LaFace, Babyface and Allie Reed and what have you. Uh, sure, her vocals were really on point. She came out of the gates selling a lot of records and songs were tailor-made for her voice. Um, 
but it, but, you know, and it, some people want to move a ride with it, but I will say this, she could sing, you know, she could sing, and there's no such thing as a flute when you come out with back-to-back records and have those kind of hits and, you know, and just connect with fans. She definitely had the goods, and so, um, that was a, you know, again, another one of those songs that I dug, I uh, liked her harmony on it, and it was really tight, it was really tight. The next cut I like was I Don't Want To, and this one was written and produced by R. Kelly, and you can tell uh, by the vocal arrangements and also by the, the word, you can hear it, but it also has a nod to Babyface from the vocals, because the way that her vocal cadence is worked up, it's almost like, you know, it was God, God, God track with Babyface's interpretations for the harmony, so it was a, it was a good cut. It was complimentary, and... Um, it was really tight. And I'm going to mention another song associated with R. Kelly that I liked a whole lot. Where Tony Braxton concerned just in a little bit. But that one was nice. Uh, another cut was another sad love song. You know, she really put her emotion and her feelings on these type of songs. And she just really, you know, again, very expressive. Understood the dimensions. And um, when you hear Tony Braxton sing, you can just feel the vibe. You know, it's just really on display. And that's one of the best things I can say about it. She's just really on display and real honest and open with it. So, you know, it's right there. That's a really, you know, nice tight cut. And and again, when you hear it, it definitely gets to you. So that's really one of those cuts that you're definitely going to, you know, definitely going to feel that one. The next cut I dug a whole lot was You're Making Me High. And she did this with Babyface and Bryce Wilson from Groove Theory to co- co-produced this and wrote it with Babyface. It was a st- straight-up groove. I liked the background vocals. I liked that. I liked her voice on this cut a lot because she really opened up vocally. And it just... I liked the way it kind of... The way it went blend, bended back and forth. But she was more lively on this cut. And this cut was a groove, you know, I like the way she sounded on this cut. I like, you know, her, like I said, her voice was everything with this song. And it just was really resonated, you know. So that was, a, that was one of them songs that you could definitely bop to. Because it was a departure. I want to say the way the song came out. It was a departure from how, you know, her first album. She was still accessible, but it's just that you could definitely hear the difference. But... You know, definitely a tight cut. Definitely one of those cuts that you mm-hmm, you're gonna acknowledge that. One. So that was tight. Um, the next song that I dug a whole lot from Tony Braxton was Seven Whole Days." It was a babyface song, and I always liked the chorus of it. I liked the verses. You know, her vocals were really on her harmony on this one, and it was just like one of those songs that you, you know, when you hear it. You definitely pick up where she's coming from and her interpretation about, you know, how she's waiting on and what she's been going through. And um, it was a tight cut. It was definitely, definitely a smooth cut. Definitely, you could feel the reality of it. And it had that trademark Bayface groove in it, so you could definitely, um, it was definitely on point. It was definitely on point. I really liked the way that song kind of played itself out. And um, 
it was definitely one of the songs that you can groove to. Definitely. The, the, the next cut that I dug, and I mentioned I was going to go back talking about R. Kelly, he remixed How Many Ways. Now, the original was cool, Alan Bayface wrote it, but the remix goes like thunder and lightning. I mean, it really has a snap to it. How Many Ways was my cut. That was one of my favorite remixes, and Tony sounded great on that. She was blowing it. It was everything. So that's one of them cuts that How Many Ways, if you ask somebody who's familiar with the remix, they gonna tell you that R. Kelly made the L.M. Bayface look lame like they were stuck in their shoes. Cause it was really, um, you know, it was really pivotal. That's a real tight remix. So, how many ways? And last but not least, my favorite Tony Braxton song, without a doubt, goes back to the Boomerang era soundtrack. And um, not to do as she did with Bayface, but the cut that I dug a whole lot just love should have brought you home actually that was it was used in the movie on her debut album but I loved her harmony on that song I liked you know I liked her essence I liked the vibe that she was putting down and um she couldn't miss with her with her range back then you know just a shame that it hasn't gotten you know all the coverage with her where she started off in her music but Tony Braxton definitely had an impact and she definitely was one of the most important artists of the 90s and so that was some tight songs right there. Love Should Have Brought You Home was definitely one of those cuts that you can opt to and nod to. Just don't be on the receiving end. That's all I got to say. Wash your hands. Keep your mind clear. Watch out for another and uh, please feel free to tell me your favorite Tony Braxton songs, live performances, videos, or albums and just because a song or album is older does not mean you can't hear something new in it because Tony Braxton Still something new coming out as I speak. So until next time, keep it funky. Keep it on the one. Be safe out there. Be careful out there. And if you get a chance, do check out Tony Braxton's earlier works. And um, you'll see how, she, how she's been as an artist. All right. Catch you next time. Peace.